Hello, everyone listening. My name is Jamie Cox, and this is Bullseye View. Bullseye View is produced by Out of Their League, my sports media company. This podcast will be focused on all things sports with a few of my very biased sports opinions. Can't say I didn't warn you. So let's settle in for my Bullseye View. All right, everybody, we will start out with the Super Bowl recap. Talk about one of the better games that we've seen, actually, between the Rams and the Bengals on Sunday night. Uh, It had just about everything you want to see in the Super Bowl. It's pretty good defense, pretty great offense, and no huge mistakes by either quarterback. Um, I will say that I was unhappy with the result of the game. Mostly because I was hoping that the Bengals would win. I hoped that Burrow would come out for his first Super Super Bowl and just absolutely dominate. I hoped that he would win, and it didn't work out that way. There were a lot of things that went into the Rams winning. I will not say that the Rams didn't deserve to win. They have a lot of talent. They've got great players on both sides of the ball. Stafford obviously deserved to get a Super Bowl win after his entire career being spent in Detroit having no help. So the Rams built a super team with him on it, and they were able to get the job done. They made the right decision uh, trading for all the people that they traded for, spending the money, uh, and made sure that they got what they needed to win the big games. I will also say that if I am Joe Burrow, I am fighting any offensive lineman I see out in public. Like, if I see any of my offensive linemen out in Cincinnati in the offseason, we are throwing hands. I'm going to physically fight you. There's no explanation for how truly horrible they are. It's mind-boggling. The man was sacked eight or nine times again in the Super Bowl, just like he was against the Titans. I read a stat. He was sacked 70 times this whole year. 70 times. Uh, There is no good reason for that. There's no explanation. You're an offensive lineman in the NFL. And I'm not saying... I expected that to happen in the Super Bowl. The Rams have an incredible defensive line, so it was not a giant surprise that that's how it went uh, down. But I am pissed off if I'm Joe Burrow. I am going to the GM. I'm going to the coaches. I am making sure everyone knows that our draft needs to be focused on getting offensive linemen because there is no reason that Burrow should be on the ground as much as he is. He sprained his MCL in that in the Super Bowl. Uh, he kept playing because he's Joe Burrow, and he knew he wanted he wanted that win more than pretty much <laughs> obviously everybody. He wanted it more than anybody on his offensive line. That is clear, but he should not be in as much physical danger as he is every single game. So if he had managed to pull it out, if I'm Joe Burrow, I obviously he probably would have won MVP. 
But if he had, I wouldn't have let anybody on my offensive line even step on the podium. You guys get none of this win. I did this all by my dang self. And y'all were a complete no-show, like you have been all season. I'm I'm completely disappointed if I'm Joe Burrow. But the Rams came and played their hearts out. It it does suck that it came down to the refs, who did a great job pretty much staying out of the way all game. But they kind of ruined it at the end. They gave the Rams a lot of chances to get into that end zone on some holding calls that I don't necessarily think we're holding. It, it sucked that that's what it came down to. But again, I mean, Burrow got the ball back with a minute and a half, and if his offensive line was decent, he probably could have gotten McPherson into field goal tr- distance. So it was a rough way for the Bengals to go out, but if they get any help on that offensive line in the offseason, I think that they will be back, and it will not take them long. So it was a great Super Bowl. Sadly, I didn't win any of the boards I was on, although I was only on two, but still, unfortunate. Not unlikely, considering my numbers were like nine and nine and two and two, but, you know, I had hope, and it was crushed, as usual. But it was a good Super Bowl. I'm excited to see who ends up coming back out and playing well next season. OBJ also went down for the Rams in the Super Bowl, and they still have yet to come out and say if he if he tore his ACL again or what. It was that same knee that he had hurt, so I wouldn't be surprised if he tore it again. Uh, and he's going into free agency, so I will be very interested to see what that injury is. Um, he did say he was going to give the Rams a discount if they wanted to re-sign him. And I don't know... Who else would sign him? He's he's definitely a gamble with how, how often he gets hurt. So we will see who he ends up with. And hopefully next season will be a wild ride just like this one was. This was a great NFL football season. Should have been uh, more enjoyable for me as a Cowboys fan than it obviously was. But I'm trying to be less bitter in 2022, so we will see how that goes. But that's pretty much it for the NFL this season. But obviously, I'll keep everybody updated as offseason trade, trading camps, all that stuff goes down. But it was a good one. Now we will dive into college basketball, which, again, is chaos, as we've seen all year long. Uh, Not that I'm complaining, but... Duke managed to win its last two games. Uh, They won by 11 against Boston College, which honestly they should have won by quite a bit more. But they ran into the exact same problem that they have all year long. They can come out and then they just get in these long stretches where they just can't score. um, And it just gets away from them and it becomes a little bit closer than it needs to be. But they were able to win that one. And then they played Wake Forest last night to stay atop the ACC. They did manage to win the game at Cameron, but it was a close one. It was a lot closer than it should have been. They were up by 19 in the second half, and they managed to only win by two. And it was a putback by Williams that managed to win them the game. And it was not a good game by Duke. They are pretty good defensively. That's not really the problem. 
but we just get in these long areas where we just cannot get the ball into the basket. It happened again last night. Last night, the last four minutes, the only time we scored was that putback dunk by Williams. So it could have easily gotten away from us. They also almost had a buzzer beater, which if if that shot had gone in with .4 on the clock, I think that I would have died. I probably would have thrown up and then died, but it was it was way closer than it should have been anyway. The buzzer beater shouldn't have even been in play. We should have covered and beaten them by 10. So it's a little bit concerning that this deep into February, we're still having trouble putting these teams away, especially in conference. The ACC is not strong this year, so we need to be winning these games by double digits almost every single time. And it's especially concerning that this is what's happening at home. We're better on the road this year than we are at home, which has never happened before. I've never seen anything like it. But the minute we get into Cameron, it's just not the same. We just can't – we just end up letting our foot off the gas near the end and they get back into it and it comes up to the very last possession. So I'm more than a little worried about – playing Florida State on Saturday because uh, it is at home. That was one of our losses. So I'm not looking forward to seeing how that plays out. I don't think it will be very good. I think that we could easily um, lose that game again. I hope that we don't. I hope that we're starting to get in the groove of things uh, Bancaro was off again last night. He did have some great assists, some great passes, but he just couldn't seem to get it all, play a complete game. Uh, so he's obviously going to only improve. A.J. Griffin had a good game, Wendell Moore, Mark Williams. So everybody's getting a lot better. There are improvements that I'm seeing, but it's just those long stretches where we're not scoring that are making me very – worried about what March could look like. But thankfully, almost all of our uh, games in the postseason are going to be played on the road. So maybe it's a good sign that we aren't that great at home and we're better on the road. Maybe that is just a sign that we will do well. But one thing that was worrisome last night was that Coach K did not return in the second half. They said it was an illness. We've not really heard anything else about that. What exactly happened, if it was like a flu, a bug, just what happened. It was very uh, random and quick. So I would love to know what went down if he's feeling better and if he is going to be coaching uh, against Florida State. So I'm very interested to see how that goes. Uh, I did think it was funny. There was a tweet from... Tar Heel Nation, which don't worry, I don't follow them. It just came up because somebody retweeted it. But Tar Heel Nation tweeted, if this is a glimpse of the Shire era, I'd be a little concerned if I'm a Duke fan. LOL. Um, Just so we're clear, Don Shire, this was technically his second game that he's coached this season. Uh, John Shire has the same amount of quad one wins as Hubert Davis, the Tar Heels head coach. Only one of those coaches is a full-time head coach. So if I were a Tar Heel fan, I think I'd just shut up and uh, 
get ready for the Shire era to begin and keep my mouth shut since I'm most likely not going to be in the tournament this year. But, you know, Tar Heel fans do have a problem keeping their mouth shut when they should. There's also a lot of talk about Shire over Tommy Amaker, which Coach K has not come out and made a statement. Neither has Duke. Uh, There's a new book being released that they talked about how the president of Duke wanted Tommy Amaker to take the head coaching position. And Coach K kind of said, no, I think Shire's the best man for the job. He should get the role. Uh, He's been here at this university. He's been doing the recruiting with me. He's been by my side for the last six years on this bench. And he deserves it. He's close with these kids. And some people are acting like he slighted Amaker in some way, uh, which I don't really get. I understand that you've been a coach for longer. You've had head coaching positions. But – you barely, you don't even win the Ivies right now. You're coaching at Harvard. You're not even winning your conference. And you think that you can come into Duke and coach well. I I just don't see that happening. And if Coach K thinks that Shire's a better fit for this team and this program, I'm going to trust Coach K because he obviously knows what he's doing. He's seen what Shire can do on the court, on the recruiting trail. So I'm trusting Coach K above all else. And if Amaker feels slighted, he's never come forward and said that. So that needs to be a conversation that he has with Coach K, with the administration, whatever. But I feel perfectly confident that John Shire is going to be a good head coach. Uh, He's already proven that he is excelling in the recruiting aspect of that position. And I just see it going well for us from here on out. I think that Coach K made the right decision, and I'm excited to see what the Coach Shire era looks like at Duke. Duke's game wasn't the only crazy game that happened last night. Um, Pretty much every game that I thought was going to turn out a certain way turned out the opposite. Uh, I did not think that Tennessee was going to come out as strong as they did. I knew it was a home game. Uh, I could see it being kind of close, but Kentucky was peaking at the right time. But Tennessee wanted that revenge for last time, and they completely uh, dismantled Kentucky. That They won by 13. It did not go the way that I thought it was going to go. I didn't see anybody stopping Shibway, but they did manage to contain him uh, to a certain degree, and they played really well there. They're another team that's starting to put it together at the right time, and they – I mean, they have a lot of competition in the SEC, so the SEC Conference Tournament is going to be a good one, but they have a great backcourt. I really do think that Tennessee could potentially, and trust me, this is not me talking good about Tennessee. I would never do that, but I do think that Tennessee is putting it together at the right time, and they could make some stuff happen, Uh, and they proved that last night by being able to uh, have Kentucky come in and just showing them that they came to play, they were getting revenge for how bad Kentucky beat them last time, and they were able to win that game pretty handily. Uh, Also, Penn State beat Michigan State, which I also didn't expect. It was a last-second thing. They won by four, so it it was close, but I really didn't see Izzo losing that game. But as usual... College basketball proved to be as chaotic as it could possibly be. 
Another one that I didn't expect was Villanova over Providence. Uh, Providence is eighth in the country. I did not think that they were going to let Villanova come in to their house because it was at Providence and win. But that's exactly what Villanova did. They're playing really good basketball right now. Uh, I mean, they're ranked 10th, so it was bound to be a good game. I just didn't think that Providence was going to lose like that. But Villanova did end up winning that game. Uh, And that all happened last night. Saturday, Baylor ended up beating Texas by 17, which was a really good comeback win for Baylor after how badly Kansas beat them the other week. So it was a good game for them. And I didn't expect them to win by that much because Texas is also playing relatively good ball right now. But I think that this rematch is going to be really good in the Big 12 championship. Like, not the championship, but just the tournament in general. Um, I mean, they could very well be in the championship. It really depends on how the rest of it shakes out with Kansas uh, and everybody else. But I would not be surprised to see both of them just peak at the right time. If Baylor gets healthy, they can they can beat just about anybody in the country. And uh, they showed that on Saturday against Texas. And But Texas is also playing pretty good ball right now, and they could make it happen. But that's pretty much all that's happened in college basketball in terms of, like, the big, big games. But you're going to see these teams continue to try and fight for – better seeds or just to get into the tournament at all. And I would not be surprised to see even more upsets as the regular season ends and as it gets closer to uh, March Madness. I have a feeling that this is going to be a really good one. Duke is obviously my main focus right now. Uh, and I at, right now, Bracketology has projected them to be the number two seed in Gonzaga's region, which is – perfection I would absolutely love to have Gonzaga as our one seed Uh, we've already shown that we match up pretty well with them I don't think that Chet Holmgren will be a problem for us and um, we as long as we come in and play our brand of basketball keep doing what we're doing on the defensive side of the ball I think that we can beat Gonzaga now I'm not worried once we get into the elite eight and the final four, those games would probably be easier for us to win. I'm worried about the round of 64 and the round of 32 because this team has proven time and again. Those lesser teams, they let their foot off the gas and they let those teams give them their best shot, and it has shown. And that's why we have four losses, and it could very well end up being a problem in the tournament. So – I hope that we realize how much more we need to play with intensity. But again, if we do get the two seed in Gonzaga's bracket and we manage to make it out of those round of 64 and round of 32 games, I think that we could go far in the tournament. I think we have a lot of talent. We're really good defensively on that side of the ball. And we just need to play our basketball and let Coach K go out on a high note. But there's a lot of great teams that are going to be playing really great when March comes. Purdue's good. Kentucky's good. Kansas is good. Auburn's playing really good. And if there's it's it's gonna be madness. That is that's for sure. So I would definitely, if you're planning on making a bracket, I'd start watching some of those games and just 
checking out what you think in lots of different conferences. Um, Gonzaga will likely get that number one overall seed because they don't play in a good conference. They're not going to play anybody. Uh, so they will win out. They're going to win their conference, which is to be expected. But the rest of it, every other conference, is honestly a coin flip at this point. There's no real obvious going to win no matter what team besides them. So this seeding and bracketology, all of that is going to be crazy in the next few weeks. So buckle up and get ready for what I think will be a very good uh, final two weeks of the regular season. And those conference tournaments are going to be great. And then uh, the big dance is going to be something like we've never seen before. So I'm very excited for it. That's pretty much it for now. Um, Hopefully I'll be able to talk some baseball here soon if this lockout will go ahead and end. Uh, the NBA is heating up once these uh, these trades have fully gone through and everybody starts playing on their new team. We'll see how those are going to all shake out. Um, but I'm very excited to see how college basketball ends up wrapping up. NFL was a good one, so I'm looking forward to seeing what else happens in the next few weeks. But we will talk next week. <laughs>